Hi, everyone, and welcome to the special simulcast of the Neil Haley Show and Celebrity Interviews live from the Grotto with Greg Hanna. Greg, what's going on, man? How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Second week of the year. We have an amazing interview today, and I can't wait to get into it. Yes, and our guest is New York Times bestselling author, Emmy Award winner, Carolyn Hennessy. Carolyn, thanks for stopping by, and we had a funny conversation talking soap operas, but today I'm going to jump into a different direction. I'm going to go talk about a lot of your philanthropic and crazy mama, but let's first talk uh, really quickly and allow Greg to ask a couple questions before we get to those topics. Greg, Greg, what would you like to That's exciting. I like that idea. Philanthropic, you know, Neil mentioned that you love animals. I have to hear a bit about that. More more than humans, more than humans. We'll see, we'll see how you stack up in just a few moments, Greg. We'll see how you stack up against, you know, the lions and the tigers and the bears. So yes, I love animals. Love awesome. That's great. So do you have a, a charity of your own around animals or are there particular ones that you like? Or? Uh, yes. No, I, I don't have one yet. That is that that has got my name on it. Oh, look, there's my there's my my landscape architect in the background. Yay. Um, it's out of a right right outside of Chiang Mai in Thailand. She does amazing work with some of the Maine, which is the oldest um, a- animal and children rescue welfare organization in the United States. And I love my, and I'm an ambassador for them. And I'm an ambassador for my Los Angeles of the modern zoos and aquariums. They, they you know, we don't, we're, we don't cotton to those, but the, the modern zoos that are our last arcs of preservation, we have to keep those um going and supported and funded and you know wonderfully attended so i'm i i love i love those three things especially but i also love you know my local my local burbank animal shelter oh that's perfect and do you have any (laughs) domestic pets of your own three dogs i I had four for the longest time and i lost one of my uh my little my little pups last august but i still have my 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 senior three and my senior cat so I've got uh, Liza Jane, Sophie Tucker, and Arbuckle, and Buster the Wondercat. Oh, that's and awesome. And Greg, tell man. about your dog. Go ahead. Oh, Teddy, my yeah. boy? Oh. Well, Teddy's the love of my life. He's his my third Teddy. So Theodore Maximilian, Hannah the Third. You know, we had the original, <laughs> the junior. To live up to. That's I a know. lot to live up to. <laughs> He's a million-dollar pup. He's amazing. So I, so I got him from this amazing place in Texas called Heidelberg, USA. And the reason I selected them is I was doing some research. My beautiful Teddy, who was the biggest shepherd I had ever seen, his chest would go right at the, at the table uh, when we were having lunch. And he was an amazing dog, but he passed away when we moved in 2019. It was the, it was a horrible. Well, you know what it's like. Uh, so we found Max the Third at this place in Texas. So we flew down to Texas and uh, put him on the, on the jet and brought him back. And it, it is just amazing. It's his my human son is incredible. Yeah, 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 their family and and the people who tra- who treat dogs just like dogs do not understand. Hopefully, they they have the capacity to understand and will somehow come to an understanding that they are so much smarter than we give them credit for. They're so much mm-hmm. more intuitive. They know when you're down. They have their emotions, their feelings. They uh they they can't. They just they simply can't speak. No. They simply cannot speak. So we have to uh, we have to voice for them. And that's right. That's that's our job. That's, that's our right. Job. And anybody who ever says that you know animals don't have souls, that's because they've never really seen the animal. It's uh, they also yeah. not have souls themselves. What? Who said that? <laughs> I did. There you go. And yeah. would you say you know? So you're one point you would like to do your own foundation, or you just partner with different love ones? To. Love to. 
love to. Yeah, I'd love to be in charge so that I can be, even though Ele Elephant Nature Park, American Humane, my zoo, um, I know where pretty much 99 cents of every dollar goes, whereas there are certain other organizations who shall remain nameless, but I can tell you afterwards off air and you can post a list. Um, um, we, you, you, you know, two cents goes to the animals. Five cents goes to the animals. And that's spread out over countrywide over many, many of the local organizations of this particular, you know, whatever the humane service is. Um, but I know where the money goes with these. And so, yeah, would I like to have a philanthropic organization where I know where every penny goes? You bet, you bet. So I can dictate it, you know, I, I, I can direct it to the to the worst of the worst, you know, where I where I see fit and give 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 some here and give some to this project. And, you know, my zoo, is involved in so many worldwide international conservation efforts that, you know, and you can, if, if you donate to my zoo, you can say, I want this to go to, you know, the lowland gorillas. I want this to go to feed, you know, the scimitar horned oryx. I want, I want it to, I want it to go there. So yeah, I'd love to be able to give a little here and give a little there. So. So what, what's the big difference between like a modern, um, as you said, um, Modern, modern zoo compared to like the the older zoos. I, I won't go to zoos for years because last time I went was to San Diego and it was it was horrible. So no, no, no. Well, yeah. I don't know when you went. I don't know when you went. So we'll just sit, we'll, we'll we'll hope. Well, maybe it was a long time ago. Way, way, yeah. way, way back. Way it's back. Not, yeah. That San Diego Zoo is now. That's the big Mac Daddy. That's that's almost the gold standard now. Nice. Um, the enclosures are more habitat specific. They're no longer cement cages. Um, diets are, you know, natural habitat specific. Um, positive reinforcement training when there is training that that needs to happen, which is there's no fear or threat based training um, that that ever happens. And that's by the way, that's everyone should, you know, train um, uh, keep their domestics with positive reinforcement training. And a wonderful book on that is called Zoomility: Tales of Keeper Training. By a, by a man named Grace Stafford. And you can train anything from an elephant to a dung beetle. Um, <clears throat> expanded natural habitats, um, interaction with keepers who love love and care for them, um, cross, cross a species, um, um, uh, what's, what's I'm, I can't recall, the word I'm looking for is, is, is the, 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 tr the trade the um between zoos so that so that species are kept you know it's not just the kind of the, the mix of the gene pool you know mm. all the otters came from the same mother and now they're going to keep breeding and breeding no it's 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 transporting from zoo to zoo um the communication that now goes on zoo to zoo the internet the 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 electronic in an instant you know an animal's history you know an animal's what what the, what their specific medication needs are if something is coming from you know, the Bronx Zoo to Los Angeles, they've got all of that information. What does this, what, what's, what, what the needs are, what the requirements are, international cooperation, all of these go into making modern zoos and aquariums. The one of the best aquariums in the world is the Georgia Aquarium. And, and uh, you know, their, their exhibits are massive. They're huge. And it's, you know, again, it's a crown jewel, but uh, go, go back to the San Diego Zoo or come out right. here. And I'll take you to the Los Angeles. Soon. Well, that'd be great. You know, 1993 yeah. is the last time I went there. Oh, so well, yes. Wild. It's, um, what, 30 years? 30, yep. 30, 31 mm -hmm. years? No, long way. Long yeah. way. 
Yeah, um, when I was in the San Diego Zoo, it's dating even younger. Uh, I think I was like nine or eight years old, and I'm 51. So uh, it's been it's been a while since yeah. I was in San Diego yeah. Zoo. Yeah, yeah, definitely a while. And I remember uh, being on the camel, uh, riding a camel in the San Diego <laughs> Zoo at like eight years old. That was I went to a San Diego Clippers game. So this is really dating things, right? Wow. And wow. they beat the Los Angeles Lakers. And the San Diego Clippers, and they had uh, a very, uh, I think Bill Walton played in that game. So go figure. That's that's dating things of what I, and I'm, I'm, you know, I'm 51. I'm saying all this, but all right. So kind of let's jump into crazy mama. Uh, you know, we had a great conversation with Anson about it and it's got to, it's, uh, this project's got to feel great for you to be part of it. It's such a great story and to be able to get on to do theater that's uh, you know I do, I do theater as much as I possibly can uh anyway um as again you know it's it, theater in Los Angeles is not the great black hole that a lot of people in New York or you know sometimes even in Los Angeles think it is it can some brilliant shows can be found here um but this crazy mama is uh, from I mean I'm sure Anson already told you but I will tell you that it is his wife's his new wife Sharon it's her story and it comes from her as yet unpublished memoir. This is a large chunk of it. And it's uh, Crazy Mama Tales of Love and Madness. I don't know what is happening. So sorry. Just let me just. No. Oh, we I don't, don't see anything. You can't, you can't hear the ding? No. no. Well, never Pretty mind. Good. I'll, I'll utterly ignore it then. Ding, ding. Keep going. Ding, ding <laughs> no ding. Um, it's, it's, her, it's the story. The story starts. And it's basically a 79 page monologue. It's a one woman show um, where I will play her and 12 other characters oh. for, with, 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 a, with a 15 minute act break and a, and, and a guitarist off to the side. And it basically, the story starts when she it's, she's just turned eight years old and she comes, you know, the school bus drops her off. She comes, she goes racing up her hill, skidding into her kitchen, hoping to get that last slice of eight, you know, eight-year-old birthday cake, eight, 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 eight birthday cake from the night from the day before. Um, and her mom is standing in the kitchen and has become, in the space of basically the morning, as far as she's concerned, at the age of eight, schizophrenic. <laughs> and <laughs> and you know, at the at the at the top of the play, you know, I say, if you had been paying attention, you could see that there were cracks that ran miles ahead of the break. But at the age of seven and a half, six, eight, you don't see those as a child. So <clears throat> to her, it happened like that. And it's the next two, three years of her life with the one aunt that she can't stand, the one aunt that she loves, her father slowly kind of, you know, losing his grip because he is in such, he is in such depression and despair. Her brother, what's their relationship like? What's going to see her mom? in this sanitarium, in this asylum. Um, and everything that that she goes through as an eight-year-old just wanting her mom back. That's oh about, uh, I, would say, I would say that's about five-eighths of the play. It's about three-quarters of the play. The last quarter of the, of, of the play is her as an adult then going back to see her mom because the schizophrenia, the voices, the suicide attempts, none of that took her mom. What is ultimately going to taking her mom 
is the emphysema because her mom never, never gave up cigarettes. Hmm. And so she hits she, the last, I would say quarter of the play is her sitting by her mom's bedside as this disease slowly takes the life out of her mom, but then healing, coming to grips, coming to terms, um, old wounds are mended. And she realizes that her mom is for the most part, very lucid in these moments. And then she understands that the mother's nurses in the hospital have been putting this antipsychotic medication in her IV drip. Whereas for, for, for the entire, for the mom, mother's almost entire life before she had been spitting the me medication out. Mm -hmm. So that's why, that's why she was continuing to be, be plagued by voices and demons. And so one of the, one of the morals of the play is the medication works if you take it. And so now she was, you know, she had no choice but to take it. So now so much could be healed and repaired. And she said it was the last, you know, those two weeks were the, were the greatest two weeks of her life. And, uh, and so hopefully we can, we can get that across. It's a wonderful treatise on, on understanding mental illness. And no, I do. I I totally do. It's just, uh, can't wait to when you perform that. Uh, I think that Anson talked about it. It's not so. When is the performance? April twelfth. April twelfth yeah. in Bethel oh. Woods. So basically, three months from now. Three months from now. It'll be here before you know it. Time yeah. just flies too fast. That's for sure. Now Greg has his final question, <laughs> but I definitely love the the whole aspect of really understanding mental illness and understanding that we can heal the brain, and we have to really more and more look to mm -hmm. taking care of that mm -hmm. mental illness and really make it a huge, well, it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a, yeah. And getting the people who need help, help, getting yes. them help. It's not I, just, uh, I mean, I mean, are, are there policies in place? I don't know. Are there, is there, is there, are there medical policies in place? I, I mean, you, no. you know what I mean? It's like, this is, a, this right. really needs to be a big yeah, reform exactly. that has to happen. It totally, for especially for kids. All right, go ahead, Greg, with your final question. Wow, I'm so uplifted now after that, you know, non-depressing discussion about crazy mama. <laughs> that's, <laughs> no, that's amazing. That's going to be so good. You know, real quickly, I, I read a book uh, by Dr. Uh, Perlmutter, I believe his name was, uh, The Grain Brain. And he talks yeah. about the effects of sugar and carbs and all that stuff that they are kind of linking back towards Alzheimer's and all these other horrible diseases. So uh, that's just something that I, I just thought of when well, you, were, you were I um you know yeah because again all grain all alcohol it's basically it's all sugar based and so uh this year for Christmas I had a huge out here in Los Angeles you guys come out come out next year it's a big old candy party nice. nothing but candy 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 and nothing but and then some booze um so <laughs> at the very end of it I try and give as much away as possible but I just realized in fact I woke up this morning and I went I still have a lot of that candy left over I've got to get rid of that not through the pie hole <laughs> I actually have to get rid of it because you know you don't want to. Yeah, I don't. I don't want that that grain brain sugar fog. So. Yeah, exactly. Well, oh, we're gonna stay in touch for sure. All right, Greg, go so ahead. This is. Uh, it's been a real pleasure. I've really enjoyed speaking with you, you Carolyn. Nice to you meet too. you. Well, love to your dog. Oh, uh, thank you. Um, so I always ask our guests this question. It's it's for me, you know, selfishly, so I can better uh, improve myself. But for those people who hopefully uh, have the opportunity to listen to you and to watch this show. Um, so tell me, Carolyn, what do you feel is the most important thing in life you've ever learned? Oh, um, it's very simple. It's my mantra on a set and it's now, it's my mantra off a set. 
And that is my job is to make everyone else's job easier. But I can only do that when I am full up to the brim. Sometimes, you know, you don't have to be full, but it's like uh, if, if they hire me as if you hire me as a friend, if you hire me as an actor, if you hire me as a you know what I mean? It's like if I'm in your world, then I know that I've got you, you, you trust me enough to be that for you. Therefore, my job is to make your job easier. Also, there is always room for everyone at all times at the top, period. And don't take anything personally because nobody, you know, they don't know you. They... Excellent. Thank you. And, and that that's true. You got to make people's lives easier. That's the job of the media giant to make everyone's life easy. How I put together this interview today and the behind the scenes <laughs> as a producer. Hey, and I don't seem stressed at all. Well, yeah, I, I'm going to get a drink in about five minutes. Right. right. And sometimes making, making somebody else's life easier, certainly in the case on a, on a movie set is just getting out of the way. <laughs> that's true you know and i'm in my pjs too so go figure that's the life of the media giant and i don't know if greg has pj pants on underneath his uh dress jacket but that's me that's that's what Not i love today. about us too. very sharp very sharp greg. yes all right <laughs> yeah he's very sharp for sure appreciate it best place people can find info on you latest things that are happening you got all these projects and stuff Instagram, people can check out short spelling of hennessy c-a-r-o-l-y-n-h-e-n-n-e-s-y instagram uh, Twitter now known as X, um, my webpage, Carolyn Hennessy, um, all those fabulous places. And we're going to start up a new podcast pretty soon. So I'll let you know. All right. All right. We'll appreciate it. Thanks again. Thank you. Thank you. All right. That was a special simulcast of the Neil Haley show and celebrity interviews live from the grotto. Greg Hanna dies. Take care.